Welcome to the Everything EMA podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Joe Tillery. Today I am depressed, pissed off, gut-wrenched, heartbroken, and any other adjective you can think of to describe how I'm feeling right now. K-State, with all the momentum in the world, gets kicked in the stomach with the injury bug, with bad defense, and a couple other problems. TCU's a good football team. They are. But K-State completely had an opportunity to win the game. Starting from the start here, first play, first drive, first couple of plays, Adrian Martinez goes down with a with a, kind of an undisclosed injury. We have no idea what's going on. Maybe he just randomly has food poisoning. We have no idea. Martinez gets sick. Or, Martinez goes down, injured, out for the rest of the game. Will Howard comes back in. My heart is thumping. I am incredibly nervous. Goes down, leads K-State down the field. Looks great. Those a 50-50 ball for Cade Warner. Comes down with the football. Huge play. And I'm like, all right, okay. So we're on the board. You know, we move the football down the field. We might have a chance here. Will Howard comes out and plays the half of his life. And K-State is on top of the best team in the Big 12, loosely. 28-17 at half. That's got to be a recipe to win you this football game. K-State does not score in the second half. Nothing. And I have multiple theories as to why that is. One being, Will Howard also goes down with an injury. Jake Rubley comes into the game, who I've had really high expectations for. And this one really hurt. This one really hurt. Goes out first play of the game. That was a bad pick. I mean, a bad pick. Which, you know, whatever. Okay, you're nervous. You're playing a top team in the Big 12. I get that. It was a bad read, bad throw. Interception gave TCU all the momentum they needed. Next possession comes back in. Trying to get Will Howard back in the game. Fourth and one. Jake Rubley does not move forward on a QB sneak. Kind of stays where he's at. Guy jumps over the line. Great defensive play. Not as much Rubley's fault. Doesn't convert on fourth and one with a QB sneak. K-State's defense then makes a play. Gets the football back. Fourth and one. Great stop. Nothing happens. Nothing happens positive for K-State after halftime. Roughly. Will Howard gets himself back into the game. He also is banged up. We don't know what he has either. It looked to be something with his back. They were addressing his back plate on the sideline, but I am incredibly disappointed. This is one of the most painful losses I've felt in a long time. I was dreading recording my reaction to this. Wholeheartedly did not want to get on here and talk about what I felt because I am so unbelievably disappointed with K-State. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you we played bad. It wasn't a bad game. K-State with their backup quarterback put up 28 points and led the game. It's not going to be enough points to win you a game in the Big 12, especially not against TCU. K-State has a massive game against OSU coming up this week where everything's on the line. I don't know who's going to be a quarterback. I don't know whether it's going to be Will Howard or Adrian Martinez. Whoever can go between those two, that'll have to be the guy. But, man, dude, right when K-State has the opportunity to show the entire world and beat TCU, and they're on pace after the first half of football, completely loses themselves. Nothing offensively. A couple of key plays defensively still weren't enough. 
TCU wins the game and shatters my heart in the process. Max Dugan played pretty solid, but they weren't the reason we lost. I fully believe, fully believe that game's on K-State. The injuries suck. But like Kleiman said, you can't blame it on injuries. I mean, that's just the most lame excuse. It just sucks that with all the momentum in the world and everything going forward, your Heisman watch list quarterback can't go get kicked in the mouth there. All right, hey, whatever. Will Howard played some time for, you know, Will Howard had some solid minutes last season with Skylar Thompson hurt. Let's bring him up. He's ready. Shows out. Looks great. For one half, Will Howard was the best quarterback in the country. (laughs) Second half, nothing. I want to comment on Will Howard's toughness as well because he was getting beat up that game. If you want to give someone the key to life and then break the key right before the lock is opening, that's how I feel. K-State had every opportunity. If they beat TCU, they're probably pretty dang close to a top 10 team in the nation. Instead, we're sitting here, K-State's ranked 22nd, TCU ranked 7th. I don't know. You know, the college football playoff window is pretty much done for K-State at this point. Which is fine. I'm not too worried about that. I didn't realistically think that K-State was going to win a national championship. But I, I was optimistic. I was optimistic. Now what has to happen? K-State's got OSU coming to town. 11th best team in the country, I believe. And I saw a stat that I wanted to talk about. If Adrian Martinez can't go this week against Oklahoma State, this will be the third consecutive year that K-State started the backup quarterback against OSU. I don't know, man. I don't know. So I'm coming to terms with that loss here. So this weekend has mostly been me coming to terms with K-State's loss. And I'm going to hope that they figure it out. We'll see. K-State final score here. 38-28 TCU. K-State takes an L. But but there's still an opportunity for some big things on the horizon. So now that my grieving period's over, let's talk about some good things and bad things from the game. And starting with the good things first, good cat number one, we've got Will Howard. Will Howard, I mean, obviously K-State lost. Will Howard played his heart out, man. I mean, he comes in the game. He comes in the game, and every K-State fan watching is just kind of a ship sailed at that point. I know it was early in the game. But you bring in the backup quarterback, and nobody's really like, okay, hey, we still got a shot at this. Everybody's kind of got that sulking mentality. Will Howard came in and played well. So Martinez really only played three snaps. You know, let that be known. Maybe three snaps and then had to come out after a, a kind of a scramble and then completed one pass, and he was done. Will Howard comes in, goes 13 of 20 for 225, two touchdowns and a pick. On top of that, he also added nine carries for 31 yards and a touchdown. Now, Starting the game, Will Howard comes in the game and starts off 8-for-8, eight eight, goes 8-for-9, eight the first nine pass attempts. And I feel great because we're sitting there. We've scored 21 points. It was immediate, prolific, and efficient. I mean, Will Howard came in, and the offense looked great. The passing game looked great. And I think that if Will Howard has to start another game in Adrian Martinez's absence, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. I know OSU is the second-best team that we've been worried about. But I think K-State still has a good opportunity to win this football game, especially with Will Howard getting a full prep camp as the starter, if that's the case. Rather than just stepping up, having to play last minute, you at least get to prepare and say, all right, what are Will's strengths? Let's go to that. Let's go to that. And I think, if nothing else, Will Howard has a really good understanding of his role in the team. He's waited for his moment, and I'm sure he could have been disappointed after last season. You know, came in and, and played for Skyler a lot, had to take the backup role, 
Same thing this year when Martinez transfers. Will Howard hasn't really had his moment to shine outside of just filling in for somebody else. This felt like his moment, and he played really well. Wasn't enough to get the job done, but it was a great, great look for the coming weeks. On the opposite side of that coin, let's go with the bad things. Adrian Martinez is out. Now, I haven't heard much about his injury, to be honest. It's been kind of quiet at K-State. I'm sure there's reports coming out here. It should be reports coming out here today today or tomorrow um, about the injury, but I can't really, like, I don't want to speculate what it is. I'm going to be honest. I don't want to speculate what it is, but it kind of felt like something where he was able to get out there, not to the point to play, but he was still on the sidelines actively participating, hyping the guys up. It doesn't really make sense. I guess it sounds like it's been uh, some variety of a knee injury. And that's according to, to K-State 24-7 site. So I, I don't know how valid these reports are. It looks like an, a knee injury. Here's one that, one, a report that I trust. Tim Fitzgerald, uh, GoPowerCat.com, one of the writers. Adrian Martinez is a lingering lower leg injury from the Iowa State game, but is expected to return. That was from, I think, a report during the game. Um, but I don't know how severe it is. I guess if he injured it against Iowa State, it's probably been persisting for a little bit. So K-State probably knew about this. I assume that first big scramble where he got hit pretty hard and landed kind of on his back, I'm sure that that probably did not feel great. And if that's the reason, Martinez will, you know, I don't know. It'll depend. Knee injuries are tough. You can't really force you back after a knee injury. But we'll see who's ready to go. Either way, I'm sure it'll be okay. Next thing, good cat number two. Deuce Vaughn returned to form. Deuce Vaughn, I mean, I don't want to say he had a slump, but Deuce Vaughn wasn't looking like Deuce Vaughn. I think teams were really keying in on him. And the toughest part in this one was that Will Howard had to play good for K-State to be able to use Deuce Vaughn in this case because otherwise they're going to stack the box every single play. You know, okay, back of quarterback in the game, they're not going to throw the ball. They're not going to go five wide multiple times on third down. Yes, we are. And then whenever we give the football to Deuce Vaughn, he's got alleys to run. Vaughn in this game, 12 carries, 83 yards, and a touchdown. He had that long 60-yard-something touchdown. And he was really playing well. That was good to see. Got his confidence back a little bit. I don't think it was really ever shaken. You know, you're one of the premier players in the Big 12, probably going to the NFL in the next couple of years. Well, going to the NFL in the next couple of years. Um, But he got his swagger back a little bit, and that was good to see. So we can hopefully use that going into OSU. But a lot of that depends on that QB draw action. And I know a lot of people are 50-50 about that with Martinez, with Will Howard, with Skylar Thompson, whoever's at quarterback. They always have to be an athletic guy so they can run outside the pocket. You know, Will Howard comes in the game, the offense doesn't change much besides the passing game. The rushing attack is still very quarterback-centric, and that provides so many opportunities for Deuce Vaughn. Once teams realize, hey, we can't just key in on this running back because the quarterback might just keep any of these it is significantly harder to stop K-State's rushing attack when the quarterbacks are doing their thing. Now, bad cat number two is the momentum. I mean, K-State had all of the momentum in the world. All the air pumped into a stadium in the Big 12, it was in Manhattan. I mean, if K-State wins that game, there's a good chance that game day comes to Manhattan this week. Instead, obviously what happened happens, and I think game day's at Jackson State or something like that, which is pretty cool to be honest, but... I don't know, man. You have every positive thing going. You got a Heisman watchlist quarterback. You got a great defense in the Big 12, one of the best. And everything kind of just fades out. It's a rough look. This was scaling to be the biggest performance in a long time for K State. It kind of felt like the biggest game since that Elite Eight run for K State basketball. This felt like that moment. Now, don't, don't, you know, 
sue me for that, but K-State still has an opportunity to win the Big 12. The momentum is just significantly lower than it was coming into this week. We'll see if we can build that. I mean, one win with, against OSU is going to get us back on track for sure. Um, so we'll see how that how the guys react. But it also can be a good thing. K-State played their best football after a loss to Tulane. So we'll see how they respond to that for sure. Now, the last of the three good things, K-State's passing attack really opened up. I mean, I don't know. I, there was a lot of tweets that kind of were burying Adrian Martinez a little bit, which I wasn't really feeling that. Where a lot of people are saying, oh, is this what we need for a passing attack? Do we just need to put Will Howard in? That is not the case, man. I'm going to be honest. I mean, Will Howard came in and played well. He really did. But there were so many shots taken at Adrian Martinez because of how easily Will Howard was moving the football down the field to the receivers. And I'm not a big, I'm not a big subscriber in the idea of to boost someone else up, you have, to, you have to bring another guy down. I just think the offense was getting doing a better job. That is literally all it is. I think receivers were getting open. They are making plays because they knew the severity of the moment. And I don't think that same thing happens against an Iowa State team. You know what I mean? And I, I know that you're going to try your hardest against any team in the Big 12, but this is a first-place game in the Big 12. If you win this game, you're a top-10 team in the country. Guys were ready to go. On top of that, I think a lot of, those, a lot of the throws that Will Howard was making were either contested catches or 50-50 balls. That first touchdown to Cade Warner, I thought that was going to be a pick, and I was terrified at first. And Cade Warner rips the ball away from the defender, makes a huge play for K-State. I don't like the idea that people are burying Adrian Martinez over the fact that Will Howard played well and threw the football well. I think just overall, game plan worked better. They schemed a better game. Whatever happened, I think that's what happened. It's not to the same degree that we all need to say, well, you know, Will Howard is a better quarterback. None of that. None of that yet. It's too early for that comment. One good half of football shouldn't get people to bury a Heisman watchless player. Last of the three bad cats here. The defense just, you know, they did all they could. They really did. I mean, K-State, K-State's defense has been holding people to low, low numbers. TCU kind of exposed that. I mean, when K-State was up 28-17, or 28-10 for that matter, it really wasn't because of the defense. It was just opportune times that the offense was making plays. K-State's defense also got hit with the injury bug a little bit. Felix was banged up. Khalid Duke came out of the game and also got a pretty gnarly targeting call that's going to really affect him. He's not going to be able to play in the first half against OSU. That's a massive loss for K-State. But guys like Nate Matlack are are finally back to full strength, and he played really well. A couple of sacks there. Um, But we're going to have to see how that that happens. I think K-State's defense is still a really good unit. Daniel Green is flying all over the field. That guy has some real talent. There just wasn't a better defensive presence than there has been in the past couple of weeks. Um, one thing I do want to highlight was that that rough in the passer call was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Echo Boydo rushes the passer. Not, not Let me clarify, not the targeting one with, with uh, Khalid Duke. That was definitely roughing the passer and targeting. Not going to sit here and say that was a bad call. That was a good call. The one against Echo Boydo was terrible. Dugan didn't get knocked to the ground. Dugan didn't get his head smacked. Echo Boydo came in and basically just shoved Max Dugan back within a step of the play happening. Refs at every level are missing these calls now, are throwing the flag immediately, and quarterbacks know it. It's starting to get to that point where a quarterback can flop. Not that this was a flop. A quarterback can flop, and you're probably going to get 15. Something's got to be done about that. Now let's talk a little bit about this weekend's game. So K-State takes on OSU this weekend. Still has a shot to get second in the Big 12. K-State's sitting at third in the Big 12. 
the game back on Oklahoma State, and TCU's kind of running away with it now. TCU sitting in first at seven and zero. Oklahoma State six and one. K State five and two. There's a couple of these middle teams where there's a four, a couple of four and threes, a couple of five and threes, but K State can still beat OSU and be in a great spot to win the Big Twelve. Currently, the line for this game is K State minus one and a half. I like that a lot. I really do. I don't know who's going to play quarterback for the Cats, and that's a little bit concerning. But if that's the if that's the case, give me K State. Either way. I feel really good about K-State off of this loss coming into this game against OSU. And I know OSU's beaten good teams. I know OSU's played good games. I think K-State will be ready to go. Um, one thing I could see happening, realistically, is the defense getting back on track. I think a lot... I mean, for a while, there hasn't been much special teams presence for K-State, which is the almost guaranteed thing in life. It's that, you know, the sky's going to be blue, the sun's going to be up when you wake up, and K-State special teams is going to be good. They haven't really made a play in a while. I'm going to be honest. I'm looking for a big special teams play in this game and K-State's defense to get back on track. I don't know who's going to be the quarterback, so the quarterback props are kind of tough. They're going to be keyed in on Deuce Vaughn. OSU's not going to let Deuce Vaughn go to the best of their ability. Not going to let Deuce Vaughn go. Right now, I like K-State minus 1.5. Let me see what the total spread is for that game. And the total over-under is 56.5. Um, I like that. I think both offenses have some have some potential to put up some scores. I would take the over in that game. I think that's going to hit. But I like K-State minus 1.5, the over. And then if you got a prop bet, once again with rushing, Will Howard's going to have about 10 carries, 12 carries for a full game if Will Howard's a quarterback. If not, Adrian Martinez, still same thing as ever. Um, I don't like the passing props that much with Martinez just because I don't know what we're going to get. But I would still stay away a little bit from Will Howard's prop bets unless it's the rushing bet. Um I don't know. I don't know what kind of look K-State's going to get this weekend. I do think we're a better team than OSU. I fully do. And I will defend this. I feel good about this. Until I'm sitting here next week talking about how disappointed I am that K-State blew an opportunity early, I still feel good about our team. I think we've got the right guys, the right coaches in places, that we can still win this Big 12. Yeah, we're not going to win a national championship, but what's the likelihood of actually winning a national championship? The Big 12's still sitting there. If we get guys healthy, we get guys ready to go, that's going to be the biggest key. I also think that one thing that I didn't mention about last week's game, Colin Klein called a really good game. Really great game, especially with a different quarterback at the helm. That's not an easy adjustment to make on the fly. He did a great job. I think every game this season he's gotten a little bit better as an offensive coordinator, and I'm hoping that this is his magnum opus this weekend. If K-State can take down OSU and then get a shot at TCU again for the Big 12 title later in the season, that's what we want. Because we can beat TCU. I fully believe we can beat TCU with a 100% healthy team and a hungry team next time. I mean, you're not going to want to take another loss to the same team. K-State will be ready to go this weekend early. I think if you can get a, pro- I think if you can get a bet for K-State first half, it's probably going to be about a pick em in the first half. Maybe K-State minus a, po- minus a half a point. K-State early, I feel good about. That being said, it's a different it's a different game when I'm sitting here talking about a loss than it is about a win. So I appreciate you guys listening for sure. If I got a little bit too heavy, that's okay. I'm walking you through the motions here. I'm talking about my emotions. I'm talking about how I feel with K-State. And I imagine a lot of you feel the same way about this. This weekend's going to be different. Trust me. That game kicks off this weekend. That game's at home here in Manhattan. K-State takes on Oklahoma State this weekend. So that game's here in Manhattan. It kicks off at 2.30 p.m. Saturday, October 29th in Manhattan. That's going to be a sold-out game for sure. K-State at home is a different team as well. I'm excited to see it. 
I think that the environment's going to be rocking. The Bills going to be ready, and it's going to be a great day of football. With all that being said, thank you so much for listening to the Everything Ema podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I am still your host, Joe Tillery, and next week will be different. I fully believe that. With all that being said, go Cats.